Hey ladies, and welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am so glad you are here listening today. This is a podcast by a 20-something for 20-somethings in hopes that we can be encouraged, inspired, and challenged in this crazy time of life. So grab something refreshing and let's get going. Hey there, ladies. Who wants to talk about dating? Oh, it's really just one of my favorites for sure, but I get to talk to the expert today, the one and only Kat Harris. Again, you may have remembered I had Kat on way back in the OG days of the show. But today we're going to discuss dating through a Christian lens, and I'm so thankful for the way she just broke down our culture's dating tendencies and called out how they creep into Christian dating relationships. And while there's no biblical formula necessarily for dating, the Bible offers worlds of wisdom, and so I pray that is a topic you continue to explore. So I'm so excited to uh, have Kat on today and for you to hear from her. She's got a book coming out soon on this topic, and everyone should go get it. So here's my conversation with Kat Harris. My gals, I want to pause for just a minute to tell you about our sponsor for today's episode, which is the hashtag 20-something book written by my very own Kimber Cummings. Are you a 20-something gal, check, yes, trying to pursue Jesus in what is such an exciting but daunting decade of your life, a decade that seems to be characterized by a lot of dreaming and waiting and discovering, then this book is for you or just any 20-something at heart. Through Kimber's words, you'll feel the familiarity of a close friend as Kimber encourages us through stories with how to create more fun, freedom, and purpose— work through expectations and dreams and a few disappointments, and just getting to know God's character and goodness transform and inform every area of our lives. I personally enjoyed every single second of this book and laughed so hard. Kimber is real and every gal can relate to what she writes about. So go grab 20-something by Kimber Cummings on Amazon today. Check it out in the show notes. Well, the Catherine Harris. Oh my gosh, Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Chipotle like I can't. Chipotle. <laughs> oh my gosh. I always think of Britain whenever, um, whenever everyone says, oh my gosh, then I just always think of Chipotle as my life. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yes. What is life like for you these days, Miss Cat? Girl, life for me these days is um, a lot of balance, trying Mm -hmm. to really stay present to the season at hand. Mm -hmm. My book, my very first book ever, it is launching in April. And so there's That's just so soon. So, That's like tomorrow. Gosh, I know. It it seriously feels like tomorrow. And so I'm just I have a lot going on because of that. I I'm doing like 150 interviews in the next month. Girl. So I'm doing a lot to wow. protect my voice, lots of throat coat tea. I'm doing lots of vocal exercises. <laughs> like high school musicals by the seashore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
No, I literally, before <laughs> I recorded my audio book, I recorded it the past few days. I was in my car like, <laughs> like, and it totally knows. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, I'm just doing a lot, all things book related right now. And the fun and also complicated part of that is I still run my other business, which is a photography business. And so I literally right now, Emma, am living by the the coattails of my calendar. Like if it's not in the calendar, it's not it's happening. not happening. Nope. Not happening. Like so. eating, breathing. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I can, I can only imagine that's a lot of, um, but like your extrovertedness, like is fine with it. Right. But your introvertedness is like, no. Yeah. I mean, I girl, I've, I have taken that Myers-Briggs test a thousand times. I'm, I always think there's no way I'm an extrovert because people exhaust me. <laughs> but I always test extrovert. So yeah, during this time, it's a lot of being on. So I'm really trying to be intentional about scheduling time where I am in God's word I mean, that's, I, I've actually adjusted my sleep schedule. I am a vampire. I could stay up all night. And so I'm now getting up at like 6.30 and 7 just during the season to really make sure that I get time with God every day, scheduling time at the gym, doing yoga, working out in the afternoons, scheduling time in my schedule that is not planable. So I can rest, go on walks, catch up with friends, because even though this is an intense season, I still think balance is super important. So absolutely good for you. Cause it would be so easy to be like, I'm going to sleep till 10. I'm just going to do interview after interview. And then I'm going to get to the end of the day and be exhausted. And that looks different in every season of life. And I feel like we have to just constantly be like, what is balance? I don't know mm-hmm. what balance is, but I think I need to figure that out for for what this is in this season of life. And so totally good for you for figuring that out. I I don't know if I figured it out, but I'm trying, I'm trying. (laughs) I think I got to a place where I, what I've realized is when it's late at night, I just watch TV. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I'm getting up a few hours earlier, I, I'm not watching TV at seven or eight o'clock in the morning. Right. So I'm getting, I'm able to be more productive and more intentional with that time where I don't know what it is, but past eight o'clock at night, I'm not working. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's be real. Most days I don't want to be working past six, but if I'm like, oh, I'm going to stay up and like work late. No, no. I'm going to be watching Bridgerton mm-hmm. or Friends mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Gossip Girl reruns. Oh, <laughs> amen. Yes. <laughs> That's so true. I don't wake up and be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to watch this next episode of The Bachelor. You know? Wait, are you watching it? Yes. Are you? Oh, of course. I, I mean, always I fig- watch it. I figured you were. So I guess we oh, need yeah. to really quickly get your thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> Matt James is the love of my life. So I don't know what else to say about me that. Me too. Uh, what a coincidence. What a babe. Uh, what a freaking babe. For real, that very first that very first night where he comes out and he's like, I'd like to pray. I mm-hmm. I I literally felt down all the christian the girls like panties how did i not get in on this i know seriously <laughs> i actually applied to be on this season of the bachelor and <gasps> although i'm really kind of glad that i'm not on it because the i've girls. been so disappointed the girls are vicious they're horrible, horrible. i am 
honestly, so disappointed. I mean, girls, be better than that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, any reality TV show, there's going to be drama. Right. But I've, I pride myself on <laughs> how many years and years I've watched this show. And I've never seen the women as a whole gang up on other women the way they are this yes. season. Yes. It feels it's, super disappointing. It's straight up, it's straight up bullying. I'm oh, like, yeah. <laughs> how, are we, how are we making television out of girls straight up bullying each other? I like, know. this is really horrible. But I think everybody can agree on that, that it's like, yeah. not okay. You know, yeah. so... I just kept thinking of when the whole Victoria, MJ, all that debacle was going down. I just kept thinking of Mean Girls and Tina Fey being like, who here has been personally victimized by Regina George? (laughs) And then her, everyone, I was like, I feel like I've been victimized by Victoria. Right? (laughs) Please. And then when she's like, girls, you, we have to stop. You have to stop calling each other sluts and whores. It only gives guys the permission to do the same. I was shocked at how the girls were calling each other those names. I was right. like, wait, it's 2021 and we're still there. Right. I don't how, even how have we not moved past that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but I think James, Matt James has handled it pretty well. I think he really has. And I feel bad for him because he probably, if he were to watch like any of this, would be like, oh my gosh, home, go home, go home, Seriously. go home, go home. Yeah. And he would only have his, his two left too. Who's your favorite? So I really liked Abigail in the beginning. So I was really disappointed that he didn't even like give her a chance. Um, But I personally think that we'll end up with Michelle lover because she's a teacher and Rachel because she's gorgeous and other things too. (laughs) So my favorite is Michelle by a landslide. Yeah. Yep. Love her. Mm-hmm. She's a class act. She's strong. Also, she's so tall. Matt James is 6'5", and she is almost, she's on par with his height. So homegirl's probably sitting at 6'1". Yes, queen. I love that journey oh for her. Oh, my goodness. Yes, for all the no tall, tall girls, girls out there. Yes. Because you're, you're tall. Like, like all the other girls, he's like, right. <laughs> giving them hugs and That's I'm like, like I, feel, down there. I feel uncomfortable <laughs> watching this yes if you're a tall guy you need to go for a tall girl because tall girls know that you can't take up you know what we need though you got to save those for us you know it's not fair take yes. a shoddy you know we yeah. don't we don't need that oh, I just want a guy to call me shoddy <laughs> so fun fact I just that. Come on, Matt James. I just filmed my book trailer in Manhattan a couple weeks ago. And for it, I had a fake boyfriend that we hired to be in some of the scenes. Please tell me he's not your real boyfriend. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't think I could ever be an actor because by the end of it, I was like, I think we're in love. (laughs) And then my producer was like, no, he's just like doing his job. I was like, I don't know. I think he's totally likes me and I'm in love with him. So, but anyways, after the final scene, we like did this jokey thing and we're high-fiving and he picked me up and spun me around. Oh. And as a 5'10", you know, strong athletic woman as I am, yes. I was like, oh my gosh, I've never felt so like feminine and light. And he put me down and I was like, is, are you okay? Like, was that okay for you? Is your back hurt? <laughs> and I was like, you don't understand. I'm taller than most guys that I've dated. And so 
that would never be a reality. So you just made a dream come true for me. Right. <laughs> Can we do it again? Will you accept this, Rose? <laughs> <laughs> One more time, please. Yeah. <laughs> Cue the music as well. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. I can't wait to see that. But tell us about your book. Tell us all about yeah. it. I'm so excited. Yeah. So since a lot has happened since the last time we talked on your podcast. I mean, but- we were like way back in the OG days. Like I think like episode nine. I don't even know. I was in the the OGs. I love being an OG. So my book is called Sexless in the City. A sometimes sassy, sometimes painful, always honest look at dating, desire, and sex. And essentially what it is, is the culmination, the journey of me going from growing up in Southern evangelical conservative Christian culture Mm. learning a set of rules about my body, about who I am as a woman, about sex. Good Christians don't have sex. And I really desperately wanted to be good. Mm. And I also think I just really trusted all the narratives that were given to me by pastors and leaders. I didn't really ever question, oh, is this something that the Bible really says or not? I just, okay, well, this is what they're telling me to do. So I'll just do it. And to be honest, it wasn't really ever hard for me not to have sex. And, but that's because I really never dated a ton. Mm. And then all that really changed when I moved to New York and I dated more in one year than I had in a decade. Mm. I mean, I fell in love. I got heartbroken. I danced on tables. (laughs) I mean, I just kind of had my honestly sex in the city moment without the sex. And I kind of came to this crossroads, Emma, of feeling like, man, first of all, it's one thing to say you're not going to have sex outside of a relationship, but in it, I realized that my resolve was actually very thin Mm -hmm. and walking away from a breakup, I realized I was at a crossroads. I was really tired of not having sex and... I didn't feel guilty or ashamed of anything that we did physically in our dating relationship. And I always thought that I would feel guilty for doing certain things. And so I went on this journey of researching every verse in the Bible that talked about sex and reading book, any book I could get my hand on about relationships and intimacy from Jewish feminists to secular philosophers and psychiatrists to Christian authors and really, I was one, what I was wanting to, to find out is, does God have anything compelling to say about sex? Mm-hmm. And if so, do I care what God has to say? And then is abstinence still a thing? Or is it some antiquated Christian norm that's no longer relevant? Is it a tool that was used from purity culture that is shame and shame inducing and and not working for us. So my, my book is my story of asking all those questions and unpacking all the answers that I, I found. That's so cool. I love that. And I'm like, yes, yes. I want to know too. What do you want? Oh, Emma. Okay. Go get my book. (laughs) (laughs) No, we can talk. Ask me anything. I'll, and then I'll trust that you and your people will also get a book. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm so excited. I really, really am. Um, oh, but I, you know, in talking um, and thinking about just some of the main topics of your book, I was really um, drawn to thinking about how we constantly um, choose instant gratification in dating. Like we, mm-hmm. um, 
we want that. I mean, instant gratification in general is like right. what we are prone to in this day and age. But how do you think we're choosing it in dating? Yeah. Well, I think if we zoom out, hold on, I have to burp. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's stuck. Okay, got it. <clears throat> it's because I just ate this apple. <laughs> Sorry. Those will do it. Mm-hmm. They really will. So if we zoom out and look at the the invitation of culture, culture is live your truth, do what feels good. And in essence, the, the message is instant gratification. It says, I want what I want when I want to have it. And I deserve to, and am entitled to have it that way. Yep. And I think the message from culture says that we are the sum of our urges. So the, I am my desire. If it scratches, I itch it. If I'm hungry, I'm going to feed it. And I don't think that the church is countercultural in that. Mm-hmm. I think we say we are, but I don't really think that we are a far cry from the instant gratification of culture. We see it culturally or secularly with things like one night stands, hookup culture, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think how it's it shows up in religious circles is, well, I want to know from date one if he's the one. Mm -hmm. If I don't know he's the one within the first date, or if I don't know if he's a totally quote unquote legit Christian, which what does that even mean? Then I won't even go on a date with him. I won't even go from the online dating app to real life because I want to know what I want to know right now instantly. And I am entitled to have it like that. I think instant gratification shows up in the idea that many of us as people of faith are honestly looking for a spiritual clone Mm -hmm. as opposed to a partner who has their own relationship with God. Hmm. So what I mean by that is, and this is happens in, well, you know, is he a legit Christian? I think underneath that, what often we're the the thing we're not saying is that my brand of Christianity is better. Mm-hmm. And I want someone who listens to the type of worship music that I listen to, that listens to the sermons I listen to, that appreciates the style of prayer that I like or don't like. And I think when we do that, we're really just looking for someone who is a clone of what our relationship with God looks like, as opposed to every human has their own relationship with Jesus and, or not every human, but everyone who ascribes to being a follower of Jesus has a different relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So just because a person doesn't like all the same things you like, or like the pastors that you like, or listen to the music you listen to, or have a quote unquote quiet time, the way you have a quiet time does not mean that they are not seeking God or Mm -hmm. that they don't have a meaningful connection with the divine. Mm -hmm. And so I, I see, I see instant gratification playing out in that sense within especially Christian circles. I see things like, well, I don't want to get to know this person because I don't want to waste my time. Hmm. If it's not going to lead to marriage or if it's not going to be something serious, I don't want to waste my time. And so when we treat relationship with another person as though it were possible that getting to know another human made in the image of God could be a waste of my time, Mm 
Mm. I have flattened who they are as a human and turned them into the object of my desire. Yeah. I only want to get to know someone if they're going to take me to the end of the means that I'm trying to get to. Mm -hmm. So really, it's all about you. (laughs) It's all about me. It's all about what I want when I want when I want it. Mm -hmm. And I think we can be super prideful. Oh, culture is so, you know, look at them. They're so living in, in instant gratification. Well, hold on a second. Maybe you are too. Maybe Mm -hmm. I am too. Maybe we're actually not that different from culture. We just have different PR. Mm, That's good. And I feel like not only that, but, you know, we also have to take a look at, you know, is there general theology? Is there general um, knowledge of who God is? Is that what you're looking at instead of X, Y, Z, detail A, B, C, D, E, F, G, because we can so easily make our list, you know, but, but what I hear you saying is like, no, that actually is not necessarily, you know, the type of guy that you, that God might have for you. It might be somebody who is actually very different from you and approaches his relationship with God very differently, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, That's true. Like being aware of like what expectations or things like that we might have going into it is, yeah, yeah, that's a good thing to look at, I think, for sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And just to remember that when we're thinking about dating and relationships, we're thinking about other humans. Mm -hmm. And so every human that God created matters to God. Mm -hmm. And so when I, I think this happens, especially with women, well, where are all the godly guys? You know, there's not like, there's, there feels like a desert wasteland. I feel like that's such a prideful posture. Mm. Yes, we can definitely say numbers wise as a whole in America, there are more quote unquote Christian women than Christian men. However, to have a posture of better than, Mm-hmm. Well, I'm more spiritual, or I went to Bible school, or I lead this, or I do this, or I know this. Man, that's so prideful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who who died and made you better than everyone else spiritually? It sounds to me like maybe you're more like a Pharisee. Mm-hmm. Like what? How can we show up with humility and curiosity as opposed to an mm-hmm. agenda? Mm-hmm. And approaching dating and relationship, like what's only in it for me, and yeah. like it's a job interview. Yeah. Because Just immediately ask- having a wall, like a wall of, well, you know, I already have this preconceived notion of how, how this is going to go going into mm-hmm. it, you know? <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I even am thinking of like, okay, what are some things that maybe I like already like hold up? you know, mm-hmm. in, in even just like looking at a guy wondering like, you know, who's this guy, you know, and, um, here's all my things that, Oh, are they going to check that? Mm-mm-mm, you know, yeah. um, what, what have you learned in that aspect? Like, have you noticed that for yourself and like, how did, how did you kind of change? Yeah. I think something that I noticed is, that I think we use the label of Christianity as a sticker on someone. Mm. And as long as they have that label and that sticker, we excuse a ton of other unhealthy behaviors. Yeah. I.e., I dated a guy in my 20s who was a Christian, 
and is a Christian, he's still on leadership at the church that he goes to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But he's treated me terribly. He ran around with a ton of women on me, cheated on me, was condescending towards me, was Mm. very threatened by my career, was not a man of integrity. But because he was a Christian, I thought, oh, I need to have grace for him. Mm. I've dated guys that are neck deep in addiction. Mm. And I allowed... I allowed sticker and label of Christianity to kind of be, to overlook really unhealthy patterns in their lives. Yeah. And so I think something that I've learned, especially in the last few years, you know, we're a year into this pandemic. We are in a very politically unsettled time in our Mm -hmm. country. Mm -hmm. There's so much being exposed in the evangelical church, sex scandal after sex scandal after sex scandal. It's not that I I don't care if someone says they're a Christian or not, but I want to know what that means to you. Mm -hmm. I'm not just looking for someone who is like, oh yeah, I'm I'm a Christian. And then I can be like, oh, well, they lead a Bible study and they check off all these marks. So I'm going to give it a go. No, are Mm -hmm. we compatible? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I think something, I had an experience with a guy last year and he fit the the bill on the list. I met him online. Oh my gosh. Amazing. And I was also super attracted to him. I was like, oh my gosh, he loves God and he has a job and he has, seems to really care about people and we have fun together and he's cute. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> well, he comes up to New York for a visit and we're at dinner and... It's, it was a very long conversation, but the end of the conversation was he said he hated gay people. Hmm. And I thought, how can you hate a people group? I don't mm. even understand that. Right. <laughs> like, right. Like, Jesus, like Jesus hung out with the most ostracized people in society. Mm-hmm. Jesus moved towards the people in society that were not accepted in church culture. Yeah. And I think if Jesus was around today, he would love hanging out with the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. And so I realized, oh my gosh, I, I said, is that something you're committed to? Mm-hmm. Are you committed to your hate towards this people group? And, and, or is this something you're willing to grow? And he said, I don't want to change. And so thank you for flying out to visit me. This date's over. Yeah. It was an interesting moment because I it never occurred to me that I, that I would have to wonder mm-hmm. if a person that loves God <clears throat> was also a bigot. Mm-hmm. And and then we see, yeah, I don't want I don't need to get super political on your podcast. <laughs> you can just go to my Instagram to see where I stand on things. But <laughs> even just how ostracizing the last political cycle was for me, I realized, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. There are actually certain moments that if I met someone who was really, really for a certain political figure that felt very anti who I am and what I stand for, Mm -hmm. I actually don't know if I could date them. Yeah. And so I just think it's super important to look at a person holistically. Yeah, do they love God, but are they a person of integrity? Are they kind? How do they treat strangers? How do they treat people in the service industry? How do they spend their money? How do they spend their time? And I think all of that 
it takes time to get to know that about a person. Yeah, for sure. So I think it's, I think, I don't know if I answered the question the way way you're expecting, but I think that's just something that I've been really convicted about is, yes, I want someone that loves God and I want someone who really loves people. Right. And who also, for me, a huge value is people, to really do life deeply with people who believe differently than I believe, who don't share my faith. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm dating someone who only hangs out with people that share their faith and worldview, and they don't know how to talk with people or engage in a meaningful way with someone that doesn't share their faith, Mm -hmm. that's probably not going to be a good fit for me. Mm -hmm. And just for a really long time, I never thought about that. I thought, oh, if they love God and are serious about their faith, that's, you know, everything else will work itself out. Right. And I don't think that anymore. Mm -hmm. I like that. You know, it's not just about the box checking. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Let's look at like your heart and what is your heart in doing the things you do in your life? Um, And what does it look like, you know, on a day-to-day basis, not just on paper. Yeah. And that's a really good thing to look at. I like that. Absolutely. And I think if we want to get to know that, I'm just going to beat the dead horse with one more little stick, (laughs) is we have to be willing to get to know someone. Yeah. So on the online dating app, you're not going to find out most of this information. On a first date, you might find out some of that information, but be willing to get to know people. Be curious about their heart. And a lot of this stuff that I explained outside of do they love God, it's the fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And you see that over a span of time. True. So mm-hmm. I like that. And that's what's I'm, a little, little bit of Emma here. Like, that's what I think is scary for me is I'm like, I don't want to have to sit in date after date of like small talk and then some more small talk. And then maybe we go deeper and then maybe go deeper. And then it's like, cool. Well, I, I actually don't like you. And I've just spent all this time with you. <laughs> You know, it's like, that's what scares me in dating is I'm like, I'd rather like maybe just an arranged marriage like would be easier. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I am all for setups. I, I'm, I'm totally for that. But I really challenge you, Emma, because in that you are saying that it's a waste of time to get to know someone. Hmm. And I've put in my 10,000 hours, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I've gone on a lot of dates. As my mom says, I've kissed a lot of frogs. And you know what? I don't regret any of it. Mm. None of it is a waste of time. Mm -hmm. I can go with a guy 10 times and it not work out, but that just means I'm one step closer to the person that God actually has for me. Mm -hmm. And if God brought that person in my life, God doesn't waste our time. Mm -hmm. So what what does God want me to learn about who God is from this so person? Yeah. What can I learn about myself? Some of the biggest things that I've learned about what I want in a partnership is through the dating scenarios that didn't go my way. Right. Oh, wow. I totally thought that I would want to be with a guy that was, I don't know, a worship leader. Wait, actually, <laughs> I don't think that's what's best for me. Or wow, I totally thought... I wanted to be with a guy that was super extroverted. Well, I'm that way. And so maybe it actually would be better if I had someone a little bit more chill mm-hmm. because I'm over here sparkling and I don't want him to steal my sparkle. <laughs> um, so I just think that there's there's 
never wasted time. Mm. It's never yeah. wasted time. And as long as you think that, you're coming from a a, a scarcity mentality. Mm. There's not enough time. There's not enough time. So mm. I don't want to waste my time because there's not enough time. So right. what's that rooted in? That's rooted in fear. Mm. Well, 2 Timothy 1.7 that says that God didn't give you a spirit of fear. So when you're connected to that scarcity mentality of not enough, you're not connected to the John 10, 10 abundant life. Mm. So what would it be for you to reject that mindset? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like there's wasted time? Well, if I feel like there's wasted time. I'm af- what am I afraid of underneath that? Right. Shoot. Where do I send my bill for my therapy session? <laughs> <laughs> Just buy a book. <laughs> It will be $8 and 20 billion cents. <laughs> That's a cheap therapy session. Shoot. Girl, I I only can spot it because I got it. Okay. Yeah. You know, you we only see in other people we have the, what we have the capacity in ourselves yeah. to be and do. Yeah. And you've you've learned it. You've walked the walk and you mm-hmm. can talk the talk. Mm-hmm. If you read my book or even leave this podcast and have, here's a 10-step bulletproof defense of why I am or am not having sex, I have right. failed you. Right. I want you to leave this conversation with more questions than answers. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes by Madeline Engel, I'm going to butcher it probably. You'll have to fact check me. But it's something along the lines of life is less about finding the right, life is less about finding airtight answers and more about asking the right questions. Mm. And so I want you to do the work. Yeah. I want, I remember, I think you go to the village church. Is that mm-hmm. where you go to church? Mm-hmm. Matt Chandler, 20 years ago now, when I used to go there <laughs> back when I was a child, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, one of the best things he ever said was, don't take my word for it. He said, please don't take my word for it. Yeah. Please don't even listen to me. Go to the scriptures yourself. Mm-hmm. Seek God on your own accord. Mm-hmm. Test everything I've said. Right. Because I'm not God. Right. You're not God. But yeah. like God is God and we can seek God and we have access to God. So let's do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like that for sure. You know, it's like we, there's so much for us to listen to, watch, read, you know, outside of what scripture tells us. I mean, we can constantly be listening to podcasts and people and read books, but ultimately we do have to go back and talk to God about it. I mean, I think that's a great way to leave this conversation is like, okay, yes, here's, here's what's on my brain. Here are the questions that I have, which is better than going, oh, I took all my notes for the how-to from Kat. Thank you very much. Uh, And going, okay, Lord, what do you have for me in this? Like, how do you mm want to continue to speak to me in this? Like, what, what needs to fall on deaf ears? What needs to be just completely loud in my face because mm-hmm. I haven't realized it, you know? Yeah. And so, and that's with everything. Yeah. Um, so God I, can handle your questions. God doesn't have a fragile ego. He's not mm-hmm. that insecure. He really can handle your questions yeah. about everything, sex, everything. God wants to know your heart and he already knows your heart. Totally. So you have the permission to ask as hard of questions as you want and to be as honest as you want about where your heart and desire really is. Mm-hmm. Think, we have to give ourselves that permission and give each other the permission to be in process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you, Kat, for 
being able to make my brain go, wait, what? <laughs> Here's my questions, my million questions, you know? Um, and I, yeah, I just love conversations like this and oh. conversations with you in particular. Oh, so thank you girl. for coming on again today. Thanks so much for having me. It was awesome. Yes, we can't <laughs> wait to read your book. <laughs> Ladies, I am so grateful for Kat and just her willingness to embrace such a vulnerable topic. So would the Lord just bless you with a greater knowledge of Him and His beautiful design for our relationship with Him first and foremost and with others second. He is so kind and compassionate to gift us with community. And like Kat said today, I um, just pray that you guys would take all of this and all that we talked about and again, take it back to the Word, take it back to God, talk to Him about it, Uh, talk to Him, give Him your thoughts and feelings uh, when it comes to dating. Um, And I pray that he speaks back in a mighty way through his word. So yeah, stay fresh, my people. 